Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back. Another episode here of Screaming Chewy Show. Right here at the Screaming Chewy Show Productions. <coughs> My room. <laughs> um, anywho. So today's topic, going to talk about mainly two things, mainly, but they're both green. One is good, one is bad. Maybe what you could call balance in this universe. Maybe, maybe I'm just over-exaggerating there. But anywho, 2020 Olympics this year will be hosted in Japan, Tokyo, Japan, right? So, and people are worried that it might be canceled because of coronavirus scare or outbreak, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, people are actually worried that 2020 Olympics will be canceled due to coronavirus in Japan. Yo, did everybody forget about the motherfucking radiation problem in Japan? Hello? Wake up, people. 2011, Fukushima, a fucking tsunami and earthquake hit. Uh, Nuclear power plant had a meltdown. People had to be evacuated. Fucking crazy. Spilled millions of millions of millions of gallons of radioactive water or radiation into our oceans. Every day, millions of gallons of radiation. And I think it's still happening. Yeah. Fucking catastrophic to this earth. Radiation, yo. Worst of the worst. Bad guys right there. And it's in the oceans, on the earth, and in the air. And in the animals you're eating. Huh? So, we haven't really seen the effects of it. Because, you know, radiation takes time. Unless you're right there in Ground Zero. But yeah, one of the worst catastrophic nuclear events since Chernobyl. And people still can't go and visit that town right now. Yeah, say that for another episode. But yeah, it's another nuclear power meltdown. And yeah, it's still really bad over there. And in Japan, apparently they're saying that they're, uh, it's not as bad And that people could visit. You just can't stay overnight. Yeah, I'll get into details more of it. But yeah, what the fuck, right? (laughs) But yeah, this is really, really fucking bad, guys. And uh, guys, okay, ladies and gents. There you go. Um, Yeah, what is the Japanese government doing to contain this, right? To stop the radiation. Because, I mean, you pretty much kind of get close to that shit. You, 
yeah, you're going to fucking die or get cancer and shit, radiation, radiation poisoning. Yeah. But what the fuck is the government doing, yo, to clean up? I mean, by containing their, uh, in Japan, you can't speak about Fukushima or you go to jail. Yeah, it's illegal to speak about what happened in Fukushima. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah, if you don't believe me, look it up, yo. Or maybe you're in jail listening to this. You got cell phone privileges in Japan. <laughs> How is jail in Japan, huh? Anywho, I'm going off topic here. Rady fucking Asian, yo. Big, yeah, this is bad. Catastrophic, like I said. So, get this. A recent study has found that, get this, drumroll, hemp, the plant hemp, marijuana, good old Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could help clean up radiation, yo. What the fuck, right? But of course, in Japan, it's <clears throat> uh, very regulated. I think it's illegal or they're just starting to allow it, but it's got to be very controlled and regulated, right? So it's going to be hard to clean up radiation if it's very limited. It seems like they don't want to clean it up. Anywho, yes, two greens, yo, radiation and marijuana plant. Good old hemp. And hemp, not only is it good, you know, we've all, we're all seeing the medicinal kind of perks that comes with it, right? You know, good for your body. It's good for relaxing, um, you know, but it's good for pain and many, many disabilities. Uh, epilepsy. Yeah. a lot. It can replace a lot of fucking medication. And it does nowadays. <clears throat> but... Now we're finding out this fucking miracle plant can clean up radiation, yo. What the fuck? Does that blow your mind like it blew my mind right now? Like, I'm still, yeah, it's crazy. It's like God says, all right, man, you guys are fucking up bad, yo. Here, take this. Use this, yo, before y'all die and shit. (laughs) Anywho, so yeah. That's today's topic, guys. And um, I know I fucking rambled on in this intro, man. This is a long-ass fucking intro. <laughs> so, enough with the intro. And, uh, yeah, on with the show. Be right with you right after this message from my sponsor. All right, let's take a quick break. Time for a song. This is a punk band from Germany, Ruben Schneider. Yeah, fucking badass. I love their sound, too. It kind of reminds me of, like, Motorhead, but, like, punk. I don't know. It's it's fucking amazing. So, yeah, this is uh, Ruben Schneider. song is called Killer. Oh, no. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. So, let's get straight to it. What do you guys think about this? What do you think about Japan lifting its evacuation order from town hit by Fukushima disaster? Yeah. So, 2020 Olympics, you know, like I said earlier in the intro, it's going to be held in Japan. And everybody's worried that it will be canceled due to all this coronavirus hype, right? And I'm not gonna get into that this episode. That's not what this episode's about. But next episode, I will. I'm not gonna keep overhyping it like everybody is. I'm just gonna kinda tell it like it is. Anywho, uh, Coachella, many uh, other events, concerts, uh, NBA, NFL. I think NFL. But I know hockey also. All of them are canceling. Uh, Disney rights canceling or postponing productions. Yeah, sorry guys. Little Mermaid reboot. It's gonna have to wait. Uh huh. And Netflix also. All kinds of fucking movies. The Walking Dead, yo. A fucking zombie show being postponed because of a virus. That's not even that fucking crazy. Anywho. So everybody's worried that this year's Olympics will be canceled. Because it's going to be in Japan and the whole virus thing. But I'm like thinking here like, yo, did everybody forget there's fucking radiation hotspots still because of a nuclear power plant meltdown. Hello? Radiation will fuck you up, man. Anything in this earth. Um. So yeah, so Japan says, according to them, that it's okay. Is the rad- radiation is not, not that bad no more and that it'll be okay for people to go there and visit for a day and go back home yeah they're saying as long as you don't stay stay overnight you'll be fine <laughs> yeah th- is that fucking shady or what are you gonna trust japan anywho let's get to the article you guys all right <clears throat> let's get to the dirty details here so, yeah, so, just heads up, if you haven't listened to me fucking reading shit, I butcher names like a motherfucker, and I apologize, I'm trying here, right? So, Japan has lifted an evacuation order for parts of town in a shadow of the wrecked Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. I'll get more details in, into that. Weeks before the area is to host the start of Olympic torch relay. Futuba, that's the town where the nuclear fucking disaster happened. 2.4 miles west of the plant has been almost deserted since the nuclear meltdown nine years ago. While other areas in the region have mounted a partial recovery after the government declared them safe for residents. The start of the relay Japan leg at the end of the month is supposed to showcase Fukushima's recovery from the world's worst nuclear accident since Chernobyl in 1986. 
I might get into that if you don't know what that is. But some residents say their hometowns may never return to normal. Futuba's 7,000 residents were forced to evacuate after the March 2011 disaster, which was triggered by a powerful earthquake and tsunami that killed more than 18,000 people along Japan's northeast coast. The reopening of a 1.5 square mile area of Futuba means reconstruction yeah, reconstruction workers can stay in accom accommodation near the railway station, but residents will not be able to return for another two years when its water supply and other infrastructure will have been restored, according to local officials. They will be able to enter and leave for a short visit without going through security and will no longer need to wear protective clothing but will not be allowed to stay overnight. While the coronavirus outbreak has prompted speculation that the Olympics could be canceled or postponed, Japan's government is keen to promote Tokyo 2020 as proof that the region, including Fukushima, has recovered from the triple disaster. I'm overwhelmed with emotion as we finally bring part of our town operations back to our hometown, said Futuba's mayor, Shiro Isawa. I pledge to push forward with our recovery and reconstruction. The domestic leg of the torch relay is due to begin on March 26th at J Village, a football training complex that functioned for years as a logistics hub for crews working to control and decommission the damaged nuclear plant 12 miles away. Although organizers have said the route is subject to change, the torch is scheduled to pass through Futaba later the same day, before being taken through other parts of Fukushima uh, Prefecture over the following two days. In addition to building excitement across the country ahead of the Tokyo 2020 Games and promoting the Olympic values, the Olympic torch relay aims to demonstrate solidarity with the regions still recovering from the 2011 earthquake and tsunami. The organizer said last month, more than 160,000 people were forced to flee their homes during the Fukushima meltdown. Many have decided not to return despite government reassurance on safety, and many of those who have returned are, so, are older residents. Futuba is no exception, with just 10% of the residents saying they intend to return. Some, particularly those with young children, are concerned about radiation levels, while others have built new lives elsewhere. Yuji Onuma, a Futuba resident, said re recent work to repair streets and de decontaminate the town center was designed to give the world a false impression before the Olympic torch relay. Oh, the government wouldn't do that. I wish they wouldn't hold the relay here, Onuma told Reuters. Reuters? I don't know what the fuck pointing at the workers repaving a road expected to be on relay route. He added, their number one aim is to show people how much we've recovered. 
I don't think people will understand anything by just seeing clean up tracks of land. Radiation readings in the air taken in February near Futuba's railway station were around 0.28 microsieverts per hour, higher than the government set target of 0.23 microsieverts an hour. Another part of town had a reading of 4.64 microsieverts per hour on the same day meaning a person would reach the annual exposure limit of one millisievert recommended by the International Commission on Radiological Protection in just nine days. Yeah, so being there in that part of Japan, uh, in just nine days, you'll receive one year's limit of radiation. Yeah. <laughs> Real safe, Japan. The torch is due to pass through the village of Lightate the following day, but campaigners this week described the relay as inappropriate and warned they had found radiation hotspots in the village. Yeah, if you ever played Modern Warfare, that sniper mission, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, when you go back to uh, Chernobyl, you're in a ghillie suit, sniper, you have to hide in the grass, but you gotta watch out for radiation hotspots or else you die. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except you don't respawn. Anywho, in a survey of 69 locations along and around the postponed relay route, the grassroots group, the Radioactivity Monitoring Center for Citizens said it had found 44 sites with radioactive levels of above 0.23 micro, microsieverts per hour, including one severe hotspot of 0.85 microsieverts per hour along the torch relay route. So yeah, finding some really radioactive hotspots, dangerous. And um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Microsieverts. <laughs> M-I-C-R-O-S-I-E-V-E-R-T-S. And um, obviously, right, it's a way to measure radiation. So, the discovery of hotspots near J Village by Greenpeace Japan at the end of last year prompted the Environment Ministry and the Nuclear Plants Operator Tokyo Electric Power to perform extra decontamination work. While some independent monitors have said the discovery of isolated hotspots does not present an accurate picture of the overall situation in Fukushima, Noboyoshi Ito and Lightate Farmer said the civics group findings cast doubts on government claims that decontamination work had been a success. Dude, radiation takes a long fucking time to uh, recover. Like I was saying, Chernobyl. So this is a pretty bad disaster and it's compared pretty closely to Chernobyl. That happened in 1986. People are still not allowed back to Chernobyl. Just so you know. 
So yeah, so the government, so this happened in 2011 in Japan, Fukushima, and the government saying it's okay to come back. Uh huh. Yeah. So radiation exposure for runners passing along the route may not be very high, but the overall situation in places like Lightate is severe. Ito said levels are several times as many as 20 times higher in the village than they were before the disaster and people who move back have have had to put up with that put up with that 24 hours a day 365 days a year of lightate's pre-disaster population of 6100 only 1200 people have returned Aito said, the small number of people coming means that the nuclear disaster is not over yet. The truth, truth is that full recovery from a nuclear disaster like this is just not possible. Yeah, what do you think, huh? You think Japan is just trying to fucking bullshit their way just to host a big fucking event there and fucking get money out of it? Big old cash grab? risk many people's lives and health for money you think the government the japanese government would do that i don't know man i don't know like i said if you don't believe me you could do the research yourself and uh feel free to contact me screaming tweet at gmail.com but really really tell me what you think are you willing to travel to japan and uh, risk uh, radiation exposure to watch the Olympics over there? Huh? You better hope you get coronavirus and not fucking radiation poisoning or cancer. That's the way I see it, if you ask me. So, for those of you who are unaware of the Fukushima disaster, I did explain a little bit of what happened, but let's get into the dirty fucking details yo you ready all right so here's a little info about fukushima this was updated february 20th not February. i'm a fucking idiot yo february 2020 <laughs> brought to you by world-nuclear.org following a major earthquake a 15 meter tsunami disabled the power supply and cooling of three Fukushima Daiichi reactors, causing a nuclear accident on March 11, 2011. All three cores largely melted in the first three days. The accident was rated seven on the INES scale due to high radioactive releases over days four to six. Eventually, a total of some 940 BPQ, uh, which is I-131 EQ, I have no clue what that is. Four reactors were written off due to damage in the accident. 2719 MWE net dot, no clue. <laughs> Sorry guys, <laughs> hopefully you know what that means. <laughs> After two weeks, the three reactors, reactors units one through three were stable with water addition 
and by July they were being cooled with recycled water from the new treatment plant. Official cool shutdown condition was announced in mid-December. Apart from cooling, the basic ongoing task was to prevent release of radioactive materials, particularly in contaminated water leaked from the three units. This task became newsworthy in August 2013. There have been no deaths or cases of radiation sickness from the nuclear accident, but over 100,000 people were evacuated from their homes to ensure this. Government nervousness delays the return of many. Officials figure uh, show that have been well over 1,000 deaths from maintaining the evacuation in contrast to little risk from radiation if early return had been allowed. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, my apologies if you hear a loud motor roar in the background. <laughs> uh, one of my neighbors apparently has a badass truck or sports car. I mean, it sounds fucking badass. It's, it's, it's a beast. But not while I'm trying to fucking record, motherfucker. <laughs> I keep fucking pausing the recording and continue. Motherfucker keeps going around the block. Anywho, continue. The Great East Japan Earthquake of magnitude 9.0 at 2.46 p.m. on Friday, March 11, 2011, did considerable damage in the region, and the large tsunami it created caused very much more. The earthquake was centered 130 kilometers offshore the city of Sendai in Miyagi Prefecture on the eastern coast of Honshu Island, the main part of Japan, and was a rare and complex double quake giving a severe duration of about three minutes. An area of seafloor extending 650 kilometers north-south moved typically 10 to 20 meters horizontally. Japan moved a few meters east and the local coastline subsided half a meter. The tsunami inundated about 560 square kilometers and resulted in a human death toll about 19,000 and much damage to coastal ports and towns with over a million buildings destroyed or partly collapsed. 11 reactors at four nuclear power plants in the region were operating at the time and all shut down automatically when the quake hit. Subsequent inspection showed up, showed no significant damage to any from the earthquake. The operating units which shut down were Tokyo Electric Power Company's TEPCO, Fukushima Daiichi 123 and Fukushima Daini 1234, Tohoku's Onagawa. 123 and Japco's Tokai total 9377 MWE net dot Fukushima Daiichi's units 4, 5, and 6 were not operating at the time but were affected. The main problem initially centered on Fukushima Daiichi units 1 through 3 
unit form became a problem on day five. The reactors proved robust seismically, but vulnerable to the tsunami. Power from grid or backup generators was available to run the residual heat removal RHR system cooling pumps at eight of the 11 units. And despite some problems, they achieved cold shutdown within about four days. The other three at Fukushima Daiichi lost power at 3.42 p.m., almost an hour after the quake. When the entire site was flooded by the 15-meter tsunami, this disabled 12 of 13 backup generators on site and also heat exchangers for dumping reactor waste, heat and decay, heat to the sea. The three units lost the ability to main, maintain power or proper reactor cooling and water circulation functions. Electric, electrical switch gear was also disabled. Thereafter, many weeks of focused work centered on restoring heat removal from the reactors and coping with overheated spent fuel rods. This was undertaken by hundreds of TEPCO employees as well as some contractors supported by firefighting and military personnel. Some of the TEPCO staff had lost homes and even families in the tsunami and were initially living in temporary accommodations under great difficulties and privation. Some personal risk, a hardened emergency response center on site was unable to be used in grappling with the situation due to radioactive contamination. Three TEPCO employees at the Daiichi and Daini plants were killed directly by the earthquake and tsunami, but there have been no fatalities from nuclear accidents. Among hundreds of aftershocks, an earthquake with magnitude of 7.1 closer to Fukushima than the March 11th one was experienced on April 7th, but without further damage to the plant. On April 11th, a magnitude 7.1 earthquake, and on April 12th, a magnitude 6.3 earthquake, both with epicenter of Fukushima Hamadori caused no further problems, according to this. Alright, time for another Ruben Schneider song real quick. Uh, this is a pretty funny one. It's called Farmer Girl. Get back on my feet I knew you were the one for me So I had to see you again 
I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica from the Beautiful Feet Podcast. And you're listening to the Screaming Chewy Show. So, you you heard me mention Chernobyl. Many people know what that is and what happened there, but some of you don't. And I'm not going to leave you hanging, yo. That's fucked up, man. So, Chernobyl disaster. The Chernobyl disaster was a nuclear accident that occurred on Saturday, 26th, April 1986 at the number four nuclear reactor in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant near the city of Pripyat in the north of the Ukrainian SSR. It is considered the worst nuclear disaster in history and is one of only two nuclear energy disasters rated at seven, the maximum severity on the international nuclear event scale. The other being the 2011 Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster in Japan. Yeah, so Chernobyl and Fukushima are the only nuclear disasters marked at seven which is the max of severity. Fucking crazy, right? So, the accident started started during a safety test, <laughs> ironic, right? On a RBMK type nuclear reactor, which is commonly used throughout the Soviet Union. The test was a simulation of an electrical power outage to aid the development of a safety procedure for maintaining reactor cooling water circulation until the backup electrical generators could provide power. So just to get an idea, if if you don't know, um, in the nuclear reactors, there's a core and it's constantly gotta be cooled by water constantly because if it overheats melt down fucking explode yeah it's like atom bomb kind of so this water that's kind constantly cooling it's constantly uh running through it right and of course when we're done with that um it's still nuclear or radioactive for ten thousand years it's called a half-life and what do we do with those? Well, we just fucking pile them up and bury them, yo. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're fucking piling up these big old fucking radioactive shit and just burying them and just leave it for our future because ain't shit we could do about it right now. But yeah, they constantly got to be cool. That's why they need power constantly, right? So it um, kind of makes sense, right? Power outage, fuck that up. Yeah, a nuclear meltdown. So... <clears throat> This gap was about one minute and had been identified as a potential safety problem that could cause the nuclear reactor core to overheat. It was hoped to prove that the residual rotational energy in a turbine generator could provide enough power to cover the gap. Three such tests had been conducted since 1982, but they had failed to provide a solution. On this fourth attempt, lucky number four, an unexpected 10-hour delay meant that an unprepared operating shift was on duty. During the planned decrease of reactor power in preparation for electrical tests, the power unexpectedly dropped to a near zero level. 
the operators were unable were able to only partially restore the specified test power which put the reactor in a potentially unstable condition this risk was not made evident in the operating instructions uh missed the detail there yo so the operators proceeded with the electrical test upon test completion the operators triggered a reactor shutdown but a combination of unstable conditions and reactor design flaws caused an uncontrolled nuclear chain reaction instead. You failed the motherfucking test, yo. That's all I gotta say. You fucked up. Somebody fucked up. <laughs> a large amount of energy was suddenly released. Va vaporizing superheated cooling water and rupturing the reactor core in a highly destructive steam explosion. This was immediately followed by an open air reactor core fire that released considerable airborne radioactive contamination for about nine days, precipitated onto parts of USSR and Western Europe before being finally contained on May 4th, 1986. The fire gradually released about the same amount of contamination as the initial explosion. As a result of rising ambient radiation levels off-site, a 10-kilometer radius exclusion zone was created 36 hours after the accident. About 49,000 people were evacuated from the area, primarily from Pripyat. The exclusion zone was later increased to 30 kilometers, a 19-mile radius, when a further 68,000 people were evacuated from the wider area. The reactor explosion killed two of the reactor operating staff and the emergency response that followed 134 station staff and firemen were hospitali hospitalized with acute radiation syndrome due to absorbing high doses of ionizing radiation. Of these 134 people, 28 died in the days of months afterwards, and approximately 14 su suspected radiation-induced cancer deaths following within the next 10 years. Yeah. Among the wider population, an excess of 15 childhood thyroid cancer deaths were documented as of 2011. Yeah. So, this happened in 86, and yeah, people still got cancer from it in 2011, or died from it. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, takes a while. So, Fukushima happened in 2011, so yeah, cancer is gonna rise. Anywho. The United Nations Scientific Committee on the Effects of Atomic Radiation UNSCEAR, has at multiple times reviewed all the published research on the incident and found that at present fewer than 100 documented deaths are likely to be attributable to increased exposure to radiation. Determining the total eventual number of exposure-related deaths is uncertain based on the linear no-threshold model, a 
contested statistical model, which has also been used in estimates of low level radon and air pol pollution exposure. Model predictions with the greatest confidence values of the eventual total death in decades ahead from Chernobyl releases varied from 4,000 fatalities when solely assessing the three most contaminated former Soviet states to about 9,000 to 16,000 fatalities when assessing the total continent of Europe. To reduce the spread of radioactive contamination from the wreckage and protect it from weathering the protective Chernobyl nuclear power plant sarcophagus was built by December 1986. It also provided radiological protection for the crews of the undamaged reactors at the site, which continued operating due to the continued deterioration of the sarcophagus. It has further enclosed in 2017 by the Chernobyl New Safe Confinement, a larger enclosure that allows the removal of both sarcophagus and reactor debris while containing the radioactive hazard, nuclear cleanup is scheduled for completion in 2065. 2065. <laughs> yeah. The fuck, right? I know. The Chernobyl disaster is considered the worst nuclear power plant accident in history. History. Both in terms of cost and casualties. The initial emergency response together with later decontamination of the environment ultimately involved more than 500,000 personnel and cost an estimate 18 billion Soviet rubles, roughly US $68 billion in 2017, adjusted for inflation. The accident resulted in safety upgrades on all remaining Soviet RBMK reactors, of which 10 continue to be operational, operational as of 2019. So there you go, folks. Chernobyl. And now Fukushima, which are saying both are level 7 threat or dangerous, right? So, Fukushima, like I was saying, Fukushima happened in 2011. It's 2020, and the Japanese government is saying it's okay to visit Fukushima when many uh, professionals are, con yeah, comparing it just as di disastrous as Chernobyl, and Chernobyl won't be okay till 2065. Eh, kind of weird, right? I don't know. You tell me. So, we're fucking up the earth here, right? We're releasing so much radiation, yo. This is all going in the air and the water and the animals that you are eating. It's, you know, your children, our future. Yeah, it's, it's going to affect us. You'll see. But what can we do about it, right? I mean, there's this miraculous plant. Cannabis, hemp. And it can help clean up the earth from radiation, yo. Fucking crazy shit, yo. Great times to be alive. Uh-huh. I'll tell you all about it. So, this is why I talked about 
Fukushima and Chernobyl, okay? To explain, you know, some very disastrous radiation. So hemp, so this is brought to you by herb.co, okay? Hemp does a rather magnificent job cleaning up all sorts of nasty chemicals and toxins from the soil. It has been used for years in Chernobyl and now Japan wants to use it to aid in the Fukushima cleanup efforts. So, have you heard of phytoremediation or decontamination of the soil? The combination of ancient Greek phyto, P-H-Y-T-O, or plant with a bit of Latin remedium to mean plants that clean or restore the balance of the soil and air. And guess which plant is the best at doing this? You got it, hemp. After the 1986 Chernobyl disaster, it was discovered that certain plants absorb radiation, heavy metals, and other man-made toxins as part of their natural cycle. Hemp is rather unique because about 75% of the plant remains viable for safe production of many different products from the stalks and seed after it does a rather magnificent job cleaning up all sorts of nasty chemicals and toxins from the soil. Hemp, the hero of Chernobyl. For over a decade, industrial hemp growing in proximity to the abandoned Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Pripyat. Ukraine has been helping to reduce soil toxicity. Slavic Dushinkov. Dushinkov? Oh, man. I'm not going to comment on that. A research scientist with Phytotech, one of the organ organizations behind the hemp planting stated that hemp is providing to be one of the best phytoremediative plants we have been able to find. Fucking amazing. In neighboring Belarus, much of the rural land was contaminated and authorities there are also pursuing the use of hemp in attempt to clean up the soil. The harvest produced will be turned into ethanol, one added benefit of industrial hemp over the viral remediation plants in that it can also be used to produce biofuel, potentially adding a second use for the crop after it removes toxins from the soil. Oh my God, gets even better, yo. It's like Billy Mays here, hemp. And wait, there's more! U.S. outdated cannabis control law affects Japan's cleanup efforts. Following the devastating environmental damage caused by the Fukushima meltdown, Japan is considering using hemp to aid their cleanup efforts. However, due to the cannabis control law forced into Japanese law by the occupying U.S. powers in 1948, hemp may only be grown under license, which are highly restricted and difficult to obtain. Hemp could potentially benefit hundreds of thousands of sites across the globe, 
It is estimated that in the USA alone, there are 30,000 sites requiring remediation. And let's not forget that the radioactive waste from the Fukushima disaster is now washing up on America and Canada's west coast. Yeah, so Dr. Masaru Imoto, he talks about the industrial hemp as a solution to the Fukushima nuclear disaster, right? And uh, how it may help provide some more answers to any lingering questions, right? Well, hemp is such a proven and valuable tool in the fight to repair human-inflicted damage to our soils and ecosystems. It is the suggestion to plant a lot of hemp in the land of Fukushima. Hemp is prohibited in almost all places in the world. But I am supporting the movement for hemp to revive. I think it has the potentially to purify the environment. I believe hemp fields will bring the eradication effect. Dr. Masaru Himoto. So, what do you guys think, right? I think it's fucking amazing. Plant hemp around radiation infected places and have it clean up. Then reuse the hemp that we use to clean the radiation and use it as fuel. Yo, what the fuck, yo? Uh, use it as ethanol for fuel. So, but you think the global elite list will allow that? Uh, I don't know, man. But... In all hopes, I really hope it does happen, even though the U.S. has control over Japan and that hemp industry. But who knows? So there you have it, folks. The radiation disasters and a possible green, global-friendly solution. Will it happen? Uh, I mean, it's already happened in Chernobyl, but Japan... I mean, it's up in the air right now if it happens or not, but now you know the possibilities and now you know that no matter how fucked up the shit is, there is hope. So there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening. And um, hey, if you really enjoyed this episode, please just like, share, review it. I would really fucking appreciate it. Especially if you're on iTunes, go ahead, give me a review, give me a five star, and I'll love you. I'll be your bestest friend. Um, go ahead, like my Facebook page, my YouTube, both names Screaming Chewy Show. And um, yeah, got a lot more coming. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, later. Hey everyone, and don't forget to check out Ruben Schneider band i featured on today's episode fucking badass band and um you could find them on facebook and youtube same name ruben schneider or you can listen to their album for free yeah at mediafire.com slash cut out records go check them out everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail com 
There'll be three options for a uh, monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes, and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.